2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at wp David V, and you can subscribe to Press This on Red Circle, iTunes, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at WMR.fm. In this episode, and this is a very special episode, this is the 250th episode uh, that uh, I've recorded or or participated in since uh, taking the show over however many years ago, that is. And uh, it's been a wild ride. I've got to talk to so many people uh, around WordPress, hear their origin stories, hear what they're working on. Uh, love, love, love doing this podcast and so so proud that it, we've made it to 250 episodes. And joining us for our 250th episode, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, how Headless WordPress is accelerating in enterprise WordPress adoption and joining us for that conversation, very special for our 250th episode, I'd like to welcome Adam Davey of Candy Space. Adam, welcome to the
3: show. Thanks, David. Um, hey, I'm, I'm super flattered to be asked to do the 250th episode. So thank you very much for having us on.
2: Yes, of course, of course. And you know, it's uh, really great to see that coming up. I think, you know, 250 is is a great milestone. And I think, you know, Headless is an interesting milestone in WordPress. Uh, But really what Adam's gonna talk to us about today is his thoughts on why WordPress has such a prominent role with enterprise orgs these days. Like how did it, why is it there to begin with? why headless WordPress in particular is accelerating this adoption, uh, and then how enterprise origin can think of WordPress versus other headless CMS. Um, and then, of course, finally, how WordPress developers and agencies can take advantage of this trend. And I, I think these are meaty topics for 26 minutes. So we'll, we'll jump right in. Uh, Adam, could you briefly tell me your WordPress origin story? When was the first time you used WordPress?
3: Quite I mean, we've been using WordPress for over... Well, Christ, it must be fifteen or so years now. We 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 are WordPress enthusiasts, lovers. We've been designing and building and optimizing WordPress sites for yeah, like I say, in the region of fifteen years. So we've seen it grow, we've seen it change, um, but it's always been a key part of our offering. Um, Like we're we're really big fans of offering like highly customized, rich interfaces and getting products to market quickly with a nice interface so wordpress fits that really really well um when you, you know, say
2: we you mean candy space right and so indeed and uh, in candy space did you candy, candy space is an agency right and and did you uh, as a company did you do wordpress before or just something other than wordpress 15 years ago or, or was it kind of founded with wordpress being the primary cms or how did that did you know i don't know if you're around back then with candy space uh, how that evolved
3: yeah, I mean, I've I personally been, this is my, I've been there nine years, which is a hell of a long time to be, to be anywhere these days. But um, Candy Space has been, we've been developing WordPress sites for, you know, like I say, a, a 10, 12 years, if not longer, before my time, that's for sure. But, um, you know, we've got a whole heap of different technologies that we leverage that can be, um, you know, Angular sites, React sites, I mean, React hasn't been around that long, but, you know, your custom bespoke you know html css javascript sites or you've got your 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 wordpress which gives you all that really nice you know that rich interface to allow you to edit content so it really does depend on on the app on what it is we're building for but part of our tool for the
2: job it sounds like okay i like it i like it and i think you're kind of touching a little bit on on like you're kind of just getting close to telling us what your role there is, but could you tell us a little, just from the high level uh, what Candy Space does and what your role is there?
3: Yeah, sure. Um, I, I'm the director of technology at Candy Space. So I look after the tech strategy within the business and I, I look after a number of teams as well. Um, you know, QA, front end team, native team. We do a lot of iOS and Android work. Um, we've got a really diverse range of clients i'd say we've got a really strong um set of logos that we work with you know itv being a gigantic one for us really really big name in the terms of uh, like the vod space um you know that's the uk's number one independent broadcaster um millions of people use that app every single month so it's a really big deal but we work with other clients such as rolls-royce mars Mazda, um, and that can be you know b2b or b2c um it depends but our, our mantra and our, our you know our ethos and our within our d- dna really is to build digital products that are loved by everybody you know that that love it it might sound a bit kind of gushy but we believe it, it, it with every cell of our bodies you know great building great product um not just for our clients but for the people that use those products and that that love is poured into by us so making products that people want to use, right? We believe in the creative power of technology to transform people's lives, yeah? And we work within what we call the sweet spot, um, which is working. I was just going
2: to say, it sounds like like collectively, like you have a really sound kind of group of of clients you're working with, like from the enterprise perspective, it seems obviously as director of technology, you're, you're very tuned into the technology needs of the clients you're working with. And, you know, as the shop that's kind of using like the best tool for the best job, I, I think it's really interesting to hear your perspective on on when and how these larger orgs are choosing uh, Headless WordPress and what some of those motivations and benefits are and, and how they also might think about things differently. So I think that's really what you're really well suited for this discussion. That's great to hear.
3: Yeah. Um, real quick,
2: from like the super high level, uh, for those unfamiliar, can you explain what Headless WordPress is?
3: Yeah, no problem. Um, Well, I'll talk about like headless architecture to begin with and how that applies to WordPress. So the same thing applies. So it's like a headless, it by its nature is a content only data source. So like you're decoupling the front end presentation layer. So that allows you to do all kinds of great stuff, like deliver fast multi-channel content via APIs. Um, So, you know, Having that data store and that content delivery engine decoupled allows the front end to term, determine that what it looks like independently of the back end. So having the freedom to select whatever framework you want on the front end so that there are many advantages for that.
2: So, um, you know, it's funny. I, you're, I think you're the first person that's ever, ever not said like decoupled JavaScript when they describe it. And I think about it in a very open way as well, if that's what you're getting at. Um, but but before we kind of get into the the, the particulars with headless, um, I want to kind of understand like what is your view of the adoption of WordPress in the enterprise? Say before headless, like um, mm-hmm. what would have been the typical like entry point and then the adoption curve? Like what does that what does that look like? Like why is WordPress winning in the enterprise to begin with?
3: yeah i mean i think it is winning in the enterprise that's borne out by the types of clients and the types of businesses that are using it right you know you need to just look at the white house site or the sony site or the new york times site or the disney site right those those businesses and those companies and those organizations are drawn to the ease of use and the flexibility and you know the great ecosystem that wordpress has the brilliant community um how extensible it is, right? The, 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 the plugin ecosystem is incredible um, and allows you to get products to market rapidly. Um, and the fact that it's open source and it can be modded and let's not forget it's free, right? <laughs> so all of those things are really, really important. You know, it powers, I can't remember, it's somewhere in the region of 40 odd, 44, 43. 43. There yeah. you go. You got the thirty three percent there you go and that there's like over 20 odd million sites using it i think it powers over 36% of the top 10k sites in the world right that's you can't ignore those stats um and it is winning in the enterprise but i think it wins in the enterprise when it's coupled with a great platform such as wp engine to take care of those things like scalability let's be honest security is a really important one here isn't it so yeah just just <laughs> Installing WordPress onto a, a server in, in, in AWS, that's one way of going about it. But our way, the Candy Space way, and the way many others are choosing is to use a platform that's dedicated to secure and scalable WordPress hosting.
2: Yeah, and I really appreciate the WP Engine call out working at WP Engine. Uh, and I think like it's a good point to think about because, yeah, self-managing and, and scaling and things like that can be a challenge if you're unfamiliar with it. And as I think about like the why behind, uh, you, know, the, the, like, you know, that kind of notion of like ask why five times is like why are, why are uh, enterprises uh, using WordPress? You know, you, you mentioned things like free, you mentioned things like the ability to modify it. Um, I, I mean, like there's, there's other tools in their toolkit they could be using. And I'm just curious, maybe if we could do one more click down, but we're gonna take our first break and we'll be right back
4: time to plug into a commercial break stay tuned for more press this in just a moment are you looking for the best in wordpress speed security and scalability wp engine is a digital experience platform for wordpress powering digital experiences for large brands around the world with easy to use site management tools and powerful do it your way development features WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com.
1: For maximum customer engagement and retention, choose Clevertap. Clevertap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony. Trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long term revenue growth. Learn more at clevertap.com. That's clevertap.com. Miami is more than beaches, palm trees, and fun in the sun. It's home every year to the Miami Book Fair, celebrating its 39th year of hosting authors and readers from around the world, November 13th through the 20th. Join us in downtown Miami at the Wolfson Campus of Miami Day College. Connect with over 500 authors reading from their books in English, Spanish, French, and Creole, answering questions, and signing hard copies. The 2022 edition of the Miami Book Fair welcomes everyone of all ages to come together, meet and make new friends, exchange ideas, and discover one's next Favorite author, let's explore, discover, and learn together. Featured authors will include award winning novelists Anthony Horowitz, Ben Mesrich, Craig Johnson, Danny Shapiro, Elena Shapiro, Jimmy Attenberg, poet Sandra Cisneros, and authors writing about the trending topics of the day Lisa Genova, Jerry Stahl, Marie Brenner, Mark Kurlansky. Samantha Cole, Stacey Schiff, Katie Tour, and many others. For more information, please visit miamibookfair.com. Follow the fair at Miami Book Fair and join the conversation hashtag miamibookfair 2022.
2: Hello everyone, welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. We're talking to Adam Davey about how Headless WordPress is accelerating an enterprise WordPress adoption. Adam, right before the break, you told us a little bit about kind of before Headless. Why was the adoption there? You talked about it being free, being customizable, the fact that lots of websites use it. And I kind of brought up the point: like, there's other things they could potentially pick. Um, is it like I've heard people talk about? It's easier to hire with WordPress. Um, their people know it uh, more, more into. They've used it before and can use it for content editing. Like, I feel like the the why they actually use it is more like speed versus, say, just the software itself is free. But I don't know, like, mm-hmm. what do you think that existential why is for why WordPress has been winning in the enterprise?
3: Um, I mean, you know, it, it, again, hiring is important, as you say. Um, it, I think bringing products to market rapidly is important. Being able to have kind of freedom on the front end is important. Um like when you see the the rise of editors like Gutenberg, so, you know, you, you're, you're aiming at the kind of average Joe, if you like, being able to drag and drop. I mean, that's why it's winning. Um, yeah, I mean, I think- With
2: that speed and with that speed, they're trying to achieve business objectives a lot of the time to grow revenue. And so, I, I don't know, like to me, it feels like what they're really addicted to is revenue, not the tech. And the tech's just the enabler, but I don't know if you see it differently with the customers you work with
3: well i well i i would say yeah for sure i mean the customers we work with i think are becoming particularly the tech companies increasingly tech savvy particularly the digital natives so you know with with a lot of these headless systems you you know you want your teams to be focusing on writing great code and your content teams to be working on doing great content not maintaining databases right teams want to use their favorite stacks um you know and and in terms of you know, um, compliance and and security, right? They just want all of those things taken care of for automatically. They don't want to be have to think about how do I provision instances to scale? They just, they want the platform to deal with all of that. So I think there has been a mind shift. Um, I think what we're seeing is increasing sophistication. Um, And I guess it's not only catering for the user, which is super important, Uh, content editor, but the developer as well, right? So a a developer-focused platform that provides really nice ease of use around things like deployment and um, install and upgrades and patching and all of those great things that we just take for granted, let's be honest.
2: Yeah, it's a really good point. Um, You know, I feel like WordPress's main draw is in its duality, right? As a novice user, you can create a good-looking functional web page But then as a developer, you can customize it to the nth end and make that surface in a way that a non-technical end user could could use that thing later if if that was what you were creating. In other words, a custom CMS in a way. And it's that dual nature, which I think introduces a lot of tension in in WordPress and how it thinks about itself and expresses itself, but is really ultimately its fundamental strength that led to 43% of the internet. But then you touched on the fact that enterprise orgs I mean, especially larger orgs have larger uh, have different concerns, and they need to compartmentalize concerns with developers and compliance, and you know content creators. And um, I'm guessing that headless and the decoupled nature of it probably helps with that. But I'm just curious, like, how do you think headless is changing WordPress's adoption in the enterprise? Is it just because all the kids coming out of school know JavaScript, and this helps with that, or is there something deeper there?
3: Yeah, I mean. I think there's been, I think the, the the pandemic has definitely like fueled this sort of rush. Um, and I think there is much more of a focus now around people's digital investments being um, a kind of tool for business growth, right? So there's a, there's a mindset change coming from businesses. Um, and that, you know, that, that kind of massive push um, also extends into like, how the business can update, maintain, and really, really have a presence on these kind of digital platforms. Uh, it, it, the whole mindset is, is changing, if you like. So like I say, it, it's it's super important for us to use a platform that allows us to do all of those things that are just taken for granted. And not let's not forget, like, we're, we're not just talking about desktop right we're talking about mobile we're talking about out of home we're talking about tablets game consoles you know that our content management platforms whatever they might be need to cater for all of those all of those channels Um, and lots of companies now are thinking about composable right so you know atlas can fit into a composable um, approach to producing a a, you know a solution whatever that might be so i think there is increasing sophistication i think um, people are really budgets are tighter as you know and people really need to see the business value being shown very early all the way through that kind of um you know software development life cycle if you like that that's really really important that, that you know investors can see stakeholders can see where their investments are
2: so if i was to summarize that it sounds like kind of in the omnichannel world in particular uh, enterprise orgs often find themselves in that a headless architecture has a lot of kind of inherent benefits um, but I guess I'm, I'm maybe putting some words in your mouth if we connect this story back to why WordPress gained adoption anyways, because of its speed, its low cost of ownership, uh, the basically infinite number of integrations available for it, and so on and so forth. Um, are you thinking that, that basically those strengths are like coming along for the ride with the decoupled kind of revolution? Or um, do you think WordPress provides like a unique answer for Headless?
3: Uh, I think, well, yeah. Frankly, I think it it really depends on the business, right? We often get clients come to us saying, "I'd like a headless website." We 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 often our response to that is why you know there often can be like a lot of benefits for going headless, but yeah, you you, I think kind of drilling into the why is really really important. Like I say, like lots of companies are increasingly sophisticated in this area, um, and are really uh, you know thinking very hard about all of the components of their tech stack Um, and I think it's becoming much much easier particularly in this enterprise space where WordPress is making really good inroads and it's really great to see products like Atlas um, coming on board which you know bringing the benefits of all the lovely editing and all of that kind of previewing and all of those things that we just take for granted with WordPress but um, you know giving you things like uh, the ability to serve content at the edge really quickly and Um, You know, doing content modeling and all of those things that 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 omni channels piece, um, you know, having kind of moving away from like this monolithic architecture I don't always like that word but into a more of a microservices driven one where you've got kind of scalability at the heart of what you're doing so I would say this, this evolution is just going to continue right it sounds it's like exciting.
2: it's a bit of a have your cake and eat it too scenario, right? You know, you know who I've never get heard get excited about decoupled architecture content creators, like thank goodness I have a headless site. <laughs> and I think like for me, when I think of WordPress and Headless, and then I think of the other offerings out there, um, you know, that are that are much more kind of field oriented, bring in your own back-end interface type type platforms. Um you know, it leaves a lot of work left over for the developer to to either integrate other things or, or create their own things. So the content creator has a reasonable uh, content creation experience. And it feels like with headless WordPress, you get to inherit all the goodness that everybody's already used to using and uh, leverage the benefits of the decoupled architecture. I, I, to me, that's like the secret sauce of it. But I don't know if you agree.
3: Yeah, I do agree. I mean, I... I... The content editing experience is often not thought about here. Right. And what do we want to do? We want we want our ethos is around having scalable platforms for growth, being able to bring things to market quickly, not only that having a great customer experience, but having a great content editing experience. And I'm always kind of amazed that that gets batted down the road and not thought about, you know, if your marketing team aren't happy with how their CMS works, none of us are going to be happy. Right. We all need to be happy with the solution. And that solution needs to grow and scale with your business. So we can't forget you have to, you have to consider all of this stuff at once. It's very important.
2: Yeah. It's funny. The way I like to frame it for folks is I was like, if you don't pay attention on the, the content creator side, then every major content change is going to be a dev ticket for your team. So uh, you know, a little work now or choosing the right kind of uh, framework or, or um, stack can help eliminate a lot of problems for you later down the line. Is that, roughly how you think about the role of a cms and um uh, software build
3: yeah absolutely i mean uh, the, the, you know there's the big debate around stacks versus suites right you've got your your your, your all in one stacks which provide a really good solution in many cases you know your your optimizely and your um uh, site cores that, that are like all in one really gigantic some call monolithic i'm like i say i'm, I'm not a big fan of that word but provide a real comprehensive suite of, of of capabilities or you've got your 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 tech stacks that are built out of best in breed um you know composed out of best in breed um tech tech components if you like so the, that the latter needs more technical know-how once you're up and running you know you're paying for what you need and you're not getting locked in in the same way as you are with those those suites both of which need considering and both of which can provide excellent solutions but I think you know it really depends we're seeing all kinds of clients coming at this from different angles and we you know we we do quite a lot of consultative work with clients to guide them along this path because it's it's super important I like, how, I like how
2: you said earlier like we said why do you need that and that's such a powerful ah. question in the agency relationship i want to dig a little deeper though and just some of the demand sides of this but we're going to take our last break and we'll be right back time to plug
4: into a commercial break stay tuned for more press this in just a moment
2: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. We're talking to Adam Davey of Candy Space around how headless WordPress is accelerating WordPress adoption in the enterprise. All right. Well, Adam, right before the break, we were talking a little bit about, um, you know, WordPress is just general adoption in the enterprise. We are talking about kind of the role between the CMS and, and the content creators and the developers. And you were kind of ending it there, talking about stacks versus suites. Um, but I want to kind of switch gears a little bit and talk about the demand side. When you work with an enterprise and you're, you're considering headless WordPress, are they bringing it up or are you suggesting mm-hmm. it? Like, is it kind of a mix of the two? Like, how, how does it usually play out?
3: Yeah, that's a really, that's a really pertinent question. And I would say in the last year, we are getting more and more businesses saying, I'd like headless and, and having reasons for liking headless and wanting headless, uh, all of those good things, security, scalability, ability to choose the front end frameworks, whatever they might be, that fit in with your, your dev team i that that i i will only i can see that just increasing the more and more businesses are becoming more and more tech savvy um so i think yeah it, uh, that question why is still important right well, it, are it, they
2: i guess the question is more like why are they choosing wordpress as this uh, store of content like versus other platforms like Contentful, or are they kind of defaulting to things like Contentful? Because obviously, a lot of the headless world kind of defaults in that way. I'm just curious uh how, how you think. Of, like, are the enterprises requesting WordPress as the store of data?
3: um From that perspective, probably not. the The, the word the need for WordPress comes from the 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 you know the the editor experience, if you like, and the ability for us to be able to provide that kind of um, that environment that can be extended easily. What when we we come at it, we come at it from a, a, a kind of angle of, if you couple WordPress or headless WordPress with a great platform, we can also do great things. And and things are, which are concerns. You know, like security has been a big concern with WordPress. And in all the you know the decade that I've been working with WordPress, we you know if you look after your WordPress instance and you patch it and you maintain it and you use the right plugins. We have never had a problem, but you know that 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 image seems to follow WordPress around, for, for you know wrongly, frankly. So in terms of Contentful and you know those other those other platforms, um, you know, you know for, for a platform like that, you you again you're allowed to use your your own stack, whatever platform, whatever front end frameworks you want. You can focus on the coding, um, and you know it the, the important bit there is having the ability to um you know leverage the, all the benefits of microservices so having having great uptime on the, on the platform i would say like there's a bit more of um Contentful's all about like content infrastructure right so there's a bit more um maturity required from the editorial teams to understand how to structure that content and really that uh, a, a product like that is you know, it's used, it's a powerful product, but, and it's used for, um, develop, de- delivering content, multi-channel content at scale, right? So it's a slightly different application. Um, but I think I, you I'd hit think- the, the nail on yeah. the head there, which is
2: that you're, you're really approaching it not from like, oh, here's some tech, I'm going to apply it to a client. You're, you're really talking about what experiences they need. And then it sounded like, you know, with the, the path that WordPress takes is when they need that really powerful kind of content creator experience. Is that a good way to summarize the point you were making?
3: Yeah, I'd agree absolutely. um And you know, peace of mind really. You know, I'd say WordPress has it's been it's you know it's something that we're very very familiar with, and so we we can end up we we recently brought you know we've done work with all kinds of clients of late, but all of them are. You know, get it about getting products live quickly. You know, um, we can get product live within a couple of months and tra- allow customers to transact rapidly. Or you know, for, for example, we've been looking after the CFM site, we are a major aerospace company. And it, you know, these these companies see these platforms as growth platforms, right? So WordPress is no, you know, using WordPress is often exactly the right fit for these businesses. Um, ease yeah, speed of use, yeah. Speed is everything.
2: Hiring. Uh, I mean, there's some really great points in there, and you know, yeah. I think it's such a great point to end on is the the speed that that WordPress delivers when you know when folks find it a good fit. It's good to hear that you're finding success there with your enterprise clients. This was incredibly interesting. Thank you, Adam.
3: No problem. I'd like to just uh, give a quick shout out if that's all right.
2: Yeah, please do.
3: Like, first of all, a big shout out to Alex Butler, who's our partner manager. She's just she's just awesome. Um, always there for us always helpful and just super knowledgeable Um, and James Hall who's uh, the the head of agency alliances at EMEA so he he's been incredibly supportive of us over the years Um, this you know it's been a really good partnership between us and WP Engine and long may that continue right
2: thank you so much I'll, I'll definitely let them know you said that I'll send them a copy of this recording that was awesome thank you Adam Thank you very much.
3: Pleasure to be on the show.
2: Absolutely. Incredibly interesting. If you'd like to learn more about what Adam and his team is up to, you can visit candyspace.com. Thanks everyone for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. Again, this has been your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine. And I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This.